Blog Talk Radio. Rhyme ruler, the mind of the master The yeah. prime poet designed for disaster A crime candidate, the light heavyweight I yeah. might levitate right through the heaven's gate Rhymes record break, next bonds and vertebrae Simple yeah. and plain like Kanye, I heard him say It's murder one when he murder tracks I'm a dirt bag, flirting with songbirds and Birkin bags My first rap, catch Roberta Flack I'm a certified Mac, but I'm sure you ain't heard of that Slim thugging them hoes, they been loving the flow They been hunting for men like in vogue And I, I'm in season to season vet I don't need respect, all I need is to check Mike, check Ladies and gentlemen, Grizzly Bear Blues Live is on the air I am one of your hosts, Joe Mullinax I am very fortunate to be the site manager over at grizzlybearblues.com uh, it's been a wild and wacky draft season, but finally it is upon us and we have our official NBA draft preview show that we are recording live now. Thanks again, wherever you are, however you're taking in the podcast for being with us. I will jump right in and bring in my co-host, Mr. Brandon Connor. Brandon, hopefully the third time's a charm here uh, as we work through some kinks, apparently. Technology is an amazing thing, but there's just sometimes where it's just a terrible thing as well. Well, let's just hope this isn't an omen about how the Grizzlies draft is going to go. Yes, I will say that was going to be my next joke, uh, that, that this could <laughs> be a sign of things to come. Hopefully that's not the case. But again, wherever you are, however you're joining us, uh, we appreciate your patience as it comes with our, uh, with our technological issues. And we thank you if you have no idea what we're talking about uh, for just joining us in, in general. Um, Blog Talk Radio, not my best friend right now. But somebody who is one of my best friends is Mr. Connor uh, in terms of our blog, grizzlybearblues.com. He's been a great co-host for me, and we're going to continue to grind along here and look at what the Memphis Grizzlies might wind up doing on draft night. There's a lot of opportunities there. I know what Grizzly Bear Blues Live uh, co-host Joe Mullinax and what several other GB beers will be doing. We are a part of the Memphis Grizzlies official draft party, which is really cool. Going to be down at FedEx Forum. Doors open at 530. And it's going to be an amazing opportunity for us as a blog because we're going to be having a live podcast airing from the forum that will be streaming on our Facebook page, our over 41,000 likes or subscribers or whatever it might be that are on our page are obviously going to get access to that. We'll be sending out the links like crazy. Uh, And one of the co-hosts of that event is with us right now, uh, Mr. Greg Ratliff. Greg, how are you doing, sir? Gentlemen, I am am as well as I can be. (laughs) As well as you can be is a good way to put it. Um, I got to tell you, (laughs) this is – this is going to be a really long couple of days, not just because of my travel to Memphis, not just because of all the different things that all of us at GBB have done, whether it's prepping for this draft party, the after party at Rec Room, which we'll talk about later in the show, uh, radio spots. Greg, I know you did one today. I've done a few the past week. You know, all sorts of different things leading up to this massive night for the Memphis Grizzlies. And the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is all the rumors, right? All, all the speculation the hot takes are running rampant right now and it really is from Luka Doncic being there at four to it being Marvin Bagley to it being completely off the wall 
and a, a trade with Chandler Parsons involved to get off of that contract. It, there's so much kind of floating in the stratosphere. And the thing that terrifies me, Brandon, and we'll talk about the GBB Live question of the day here in a moment, gauging the, uh, the feelings of Grizz Nation when it comes to this, I'm horrified because I have no idea what this organization is going to do. It is very, very, very possible that any of these things are on the table for the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, absolutely. Um, I will say the the one thing that made me feel a little bit better in terms of the Parson Parson trading is the the reports have been that they're more they're taking calls more than they're um, making calls, and so that I think they're just listening to offers right now, doing their due diligence, and that's good. That's what they should do. Um, but I, I don't think they're, you know, urgently looking to move the pick or urgently looking to get off that Parsons contract. And I don't think necessarily that they're going to I, – I, I would be shocked if they did not draft in the, like, in the upper part of the lottery tomorrow night. Maybe they trade back a few spots, but I, I don't see them dropping to, like, the back half of the lottery, even if that means getting off the Parsons contract. And I think the real question right now is just, you know who's going to be there for him? I think they've kind of, we've kind of, everyone's kind of coalesced around the idea that, um, you know, the the Suns are going to take, um, going to take, gosh, Aiton number one, Andre Aiton, just yep. because of all the, yes, so they'll take him number one, and then and then a lot of it just comes down to what the Kings do. I think it seems like. Um, Atlanta's pretty much sold on Jerry and Jackson from the reports that I've heard, and and that could be all could all be smokescreen. Um, but it seems like the the Kings are the real wild card in everything. They could uh, I've, you hear reports linking them to to Marvin Bagley. You hear the you see the emoji story from the Ringer about them being linked to Luka Doncic. Right. Um, and we're and we're at the point in draft season where you don't know what to believe, and and as crazy as the emoji story seems, like it may, it also makes perfect sense. So, um, I think really just the question is going to be who's there for him. And right now, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of Bagley or Doncic is there for, but I don't think both will be there. Um, and so I think that's really what we're waiting on is waiting to see who those three teams and and more more now the Kings and uh, Hawks do in front of the Grizzlies. We're just, we're just playing the waiting game now. It's the waiting game, and I think that's the hardest part, both in the stereotypical song sense, waiting being the hardest part, but also the waiting on organizations like the Phoenix Suns, the Sacramento Kings, the Atlanta Hawks. Greg, that makes me nervous as well because these are fairly dysfunctional franchises, and I understand that that's the pot calling the kettle black to an extent uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. But you look at the Kings, you look at the Hawks, they've done questionable things in the past, just like Memphis has. You're depending on these types, these, uh, the, these teams, to be a little bit crazy. Because if, if they're not being crazy, you're looking at a, a team taking Luka Doncic's two in the Sacramento Kings. That's the logical thing to do. You're looking at a team in the Atlanta Hawks, I think you can make an argument for Jaron Jackson for them, which would have Bagley falling to four, but Marvin Bagley would make a ton of sense for them too. And that's where the nightmare scenario comes into play for me. That's what scares me the most. If both Doncic and Bagley are off the board, Jaron Jackson doesn't make a ton of sense for the Grizzlies who insist they're trying to win now. Michael Porter Jr. could make sense if he had a fully functioning back, and now there's rumors that he might have a red shirt season his first year in the NBA. What a disaster. That doesn't fit 
for the Grizzlies. That makes you a trade-back candidate, but how valuable is that trade-back pick if teams know you're not going to take Jaron Jackson Jr.? Maybe you take him and just try to shop his rights down as the draft goes on. But it just there's so much uncertainty, and it really kind of starts at the top of this draft, Greg. Yeah, and it honestly would not surprise me if Thursday night when the Grizzlies go to pick at four, that Luka Doncic, uh, Bagley, and Michael Porter Jr. are all still on the board at four. It would not surprise me one bit if Sacramento or uh, or Atlanta went with like a, a Mo Bamba or even really went for it. Because you see some people have Trey Young listed as high as four or five on mock drafts even now. So it would not surprise me one bit if – one of those teams did something really crazy, and then we've got to choose between Doncic, Bagley, or Porter at number four. And, gosh, that, that terrifies me so much <laughs> to think that all three of those guys could be there at the same time. And knowing what our franchise has done in the past, it just – oh, it it's exciting and, and terrifying all at the same time. It's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. I think that's very fair. And, Greg, at this point, your co-host on our live podcast at FedEx Forum – on Thursday night as we join the Memphis Grizzlies for their official watch party, along with our good friend Holly Whitfield at I Love Memphis. Uh, your co-host, Mr. Mark King, is on the line as well, and I'll bring him in on this very same point. Of course, Greg and Mark, both terrific contributors to grizzlybearblues.com. Mark, same kind of question to you. How are you feeling heading into this draft? What's kind of the main storyline for you? How uncomfortable are you with the alignment of things for Memphis heading into Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's like you guys said. I mean, uh, the the scenario in which uh, Doncic and Bagley could be there is, I think, is probably the worst thing for, for the Grizzlies. Just because I think having too many options for them is bad. Um, but I think the, the best scenario that they can hope for is uh, to have Aiden Bagley. Aiden Bagley and um, Jaron Jackson gone and John Donchison right there at four. Well, Bagley said it's at four. Like, make, you know, they, I think for them the decision has to be very easy. Um, and I think if, personally for me, I think if – I know Aiden's going to be gone. If Bagley and Donchison are gone, I, I personally start shopping that pick um, because I'm not sure that, like you guys said, I, I, I want no part of Michael Porter Jr. I want to stay as far away from him as possible. And – Jaron Jackson, while I like him, I think he's a project. Um, at that point, I start to really shop the four pick and see what you can get. Um, and if Donchers is there, I would take Donchers at four. And if Donchers or Batley are both there, I'd take Donchers at four and try to trade Marcus Shaw for the fifth pick and take Batley <laughs> at five. But that's, that's just me. That would make sense. I could see that for sure. Uh, but I think – what makes me most nervous about that scenario where both Bagley and Doncic are off the board is what the value of four overall will be if Doncic is not there especially because a lot of these trades that you see popping up, even rumors of, of Kawhi Leonard to Memphis, and again, those are strictly rumors and speculation, nothing uh, official there. Um, but if you – we got a dog in the background. Um, but as far as the, the overall – look of a trade to me what gives for the most value is Doncic Uh, if Doncic is not there 
then I don't think you have as much value at four. And if Doncic is there, that's probably when it's most valuable. But at the same time, the Memphis Grizzlies should make the pick and take Luka Doncic. That's that's another thing that makes me really nervous about this draft. Does Chris Wallace cut off his nose despite his face and make a trade for somebody like a C.J. McCollum, a DeMar DeBrosen? I think those names are in play if Doncic is on the board. Kawhi Leonard's probably a bit lofty, but those next tier down of all-star-ish types of players, I think that's possible if you have a guy like a Luka Doncic there. But is that worth missing out on arguably the most accomplished prospect in NBA draft history, winning championships and league MVPs? Yes, it's against NBA washouts, quote-unquote, but they're grown-ass men, and here's a 19-year-old kid dominating this league. I I think that there's questions about Doncic, but if he's there at four, Brandon, that has to be the pick, right? I I know it's Chris Wallace, but if Doncic is there, it has to be the pick. You know, I've actually gotten the feeling that they like Doncic and that if he's there, they would take him. Um, Now, there are – Woj just tweeted a minute ago, Doncic has moved to the forefront of Atlanta's internal conversation on the third overall pick in Thursday's NBA draft. Lee sources tell ESPN – Michigan State's Jaron Jackson and Duke's Marvin, ba- Marvin Bagley. If Kings pass on Bagley at number two, remain in contention for number three. So, so maybe even if the Kings don't take him, maybe you know maybe Atlanta has started talking to him. Maybe or there's there's a ch- I mean that could all be a smoke screen as well. I don't. You can't read anything into any of these tweets anymore. Um, but I, I, I get the feeling that if if Bagley or Doncic is there at four. Those are the guys that they really like and that they take. If both of those guys are off the board, then I think that's when you when it gets a little dicier. I don't know about Porter. Um, we when we talked to Harrington a couple of weeks ago, he seems like he thought that the you know the Chandler Parsons issue and the injury issues that they've had in the past would you know might scare them away from that. But I really think that if Bagley or Doncic are the two that are on the board right or if at least one of those two is on the board, I think that's who they pick. And then I think if if both of those guys are gone, that's when they start looking at moving guys. I don't think that – I think Wallace, you know, would be happy getting two starters or be able, being able to move back and get another pick. Um, but I, I think they like those guys enough that they think they can contribute right away um, and get them back to the playoffs, which, which ultimately I think is what the front office's MO is right now getting back to the playoffs. I love the comp for Marvin Bagley. I I said this uh, yesterday. Uh, I love the skinny Zach Randolph comparison. But it makes sense because you hear that he's a likely 20 and 10 type of player in the NBA. And obviously that was Zach Randolph for a long time in Memphis. Uh, Mark, I'm curious as to your take on the, the Bagley versus Doncic question. Obviously, Bagley has questions defensively. There's uh, questions about Doncic's athleticism. I think both are a little bit overblown. Uh, I think Bagley, if you give him a year or two of development, he can kind of figure out how to use his body on that end of the court. My theory on Bagley is he's never been asked to be a great defender because he's been so elite offensively. And Bagley is a product of the American AAU system where that's not necessarily something that they're taught. And everything throughout Bagley's career has been given to him in terms of elite athleticism and elite ability to score the basketball. He hasn't been told, okay, now you need to be a lockdown defender. He needs to be taught. And I think to the credit of the Grizzlies, they've assembled a coaching staff led by J.B. Bickerstaff 
that can do those things and put Memphis in a posi- and put Bagley, excuse me, in a position to be taught those lessons. I really like the developmental piece when it comes to Bagley. So the defensive issues don't necessarily scare me off with him. And then Doncic, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, if you've read the blog, I'm a pretty big Doncic fan. I think he comes in and he makes Memphis immediately better, also makes them better in the long run. I think he's the home run pick at four. But I think Bagley would be a solid triple. I don't necessarily dislike Bagley. It's more just really liking Doncic. How do you feel about that? Are you cool with either of those two, Mark, if they're there well? while we're chatting with each other on the podcast on Thursday night? Yeah, no, I, I think, I think the Donchins, I think Luka Donchins is the best player in the draft, period, end of story. I think that it's uh, him and then Aiden's number two and Bagley's number three. Um, and, I, I, you know, like I don't care about, I don't care about how slow Luka Donchins I don't care about how bad uh, defender Marvin Bagley is. I don't care about that because the thing about it is you can nitpick these guys. They're, they're, they're kids. They're kids. You can nitpick them all you want. But Luka Doncic has been playing professional basketball since he was 13 and been dominating the EuroLeague he's in since he was 17. So I'm okay with that level of experience versus a Marvin Bagley who has been playing with other children, other kids for one year in American uh, uh, NCAA, which NCAA is just it's a, bunch of, it's a bunch of kids. And the amount of people who don't make it to the, to the league is an insanely high. So – I think Luka Doncic is the best player just because of his experience level and seeing things for so many years already and the kid's still so young that he can, you know, the things that he does, he does really well. Is he slow? Yes. Uh, But can he shoot the ball really, really well? Absolutely. Is he crafty as hell? Absolutely. Can he pass? Absolutely. And so in the NBA, you can make a real, real good living doing one thing really well. I mean – Three and D shooters are three and D shooters for a reason. They just shoot. If you're just a really good shooter, if you're a really good defender, all you have to do is do those really things, do those things really well. So for Luka Doncic, as long as he finds his niche, and then I think for the Grizzlies, he fit, he fits really well alongside Mark. He fits really well alongside Mike because he's a smart basketball player. That's what Mark really really likes. So I think he oh, he fits a and he's and he's going to be really really good. His floor is higher than everybody else's. That's why I think Luka's the best player in the draft. Now, if he's not there and you have to settle for Marvin Bagley, that's not a bad – that's not settling for anything. Marvin Bagley is, is, is a very good offensive player. And like I said, Zach Randolph uh, played in the NBA for how many years and, and, and is a 20-10 and 10 guy for how many years and was not real, really ever great at defense. So, like you said, those things can be taught. But in the NBA, you just got to be good at, 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 at your one thing. You got to excel at those, those few things. And so those players come into it and realize that, I think they'll both have really good careers in the NBA. You're listening to Grizzly Bear Blues Live. Thanks for joining us. I am your uh, co-host, site manager over at GBB, Joe Monax, joined by Brandon Connor, my great co-host uh, of this podcast. Our guest this week on our NBA official preview, NBA draft official preview show are Mark King and Greg Ratliff. They will be the co-hosts of our special live podcast, broadcasting from Radio Row and FedEx Forum at the Memphis Grizzlies draft party. GBB is excited to be a part of this. We're going to have, uh, as confirmed guests, Peter Edmiston, Greg Gaston, both great friends of GBB Live. We're also going to have Jeff Calkins, uh, members of the Grind City Media team. Uh, that'll be finalized here in the next 24 hours or so. But we're going to have guests from Grind City Media on the podcast. 
And then, of course, I will be in the flesh in Memphis, which I'm very excited about, excited to hang out with these two for a little bit and uh, talk about the Grizzlies and, and what they're doing. It's going to be an amazing show, going to be about two hours long, so we're going to try to get them as many guests as possible to help them out. Uh, but it's a great opportunity for them, and I'm very excited for the blog and for these guys. They deserve it. It's going to be really great, so make sure you're checking out the draft party. And if you're not able to make the draft party for whatever reason, you're listening to the podcast as we stream it live on Facebook. And then, of course, if you are going to the draft party, make sure you're going to the draft after party at Rec Room where uh, GBB and I Love Memphis will meet up, and we're going to be giving out Muddy's Cupcakes to the first 100 people that show up, and there's going to be drink specials, and the party's going to carry on. Hopefully it's a celebration and not a, uh, a, a grouping of very sad people after a butchered NBA draft. Um, that, that could be the flaw in our plan here. But we anticipate it being a happy occasion, and I know I'll be excited in Memphis. So, uh, so at the very least, I'll be happy. Um, but hopefully you'll be at Rec Room with us uh, around 8 o'clock is when we'll get that show started, uh, Central Time. With lots of great stuff going on for the draft, and obviously stick with GBB as the draft nears. Um, the training back option, obviously that's something that's been talked about a lot, whether it's tagging Chandler Parsons' contract to it, whether it's just accumulating multiple picks. There's lots of ways that this could go, and I do think whether it's working out Carter Jr. of Duke uh, and that really being the only lottery-level talent that has come to work out in Memphis, um, there's a real possibility for that, especially if the guys they really like, if we are correct in assuming it's Doncic and Bagley, if they're both off the board, I think that's possible. Brandon, I'll come back to you on this, and then I'll go down the list. What do you think is fair value? Let's assume, again, the, the only logical time, at least to me, that it would make sense for Memphis to move off of number four is if both Doncic and Bagley are gone. If Doncic and Bagley are gone, that means Jaron Jackson Jr., who a lot of people are high on, is still on the board. What is the value of number four in that spot to you? I mean, a lot of that's contingent on like who you think would be willing to move up, how far back you're going to go. Um, Draft Express now has the the Grizzlies with with the Atlanta news coming out or breaking or you know whether or not whether or not the the Hawks are actually considering um, Doncic there, but they have they have the Grizzlies taking Jaron Jackson right now, um, and and I just tweeted I th- I would be okay with that pick. Um, I don't think the fan base I think the fan base would be pretty disappointed, and and I understand that, but I I think Jackson's upside is pretty good, um, so I'm a fan of his. Um, but I think I think you start looking back at the at teams that would be willing to trade. I think if you've got the big question is who's willing to is anybody willing to jump up and get Trey Young? Is anybody willing to c- jump up and get Michael Porter? I think those are the two guys. Um, or if someone's wild about Jaron Jackson and you're not sold on him, um, those are probably the three guys that you're most likely going to be able to field offers on. But the drop-off in value there is probably going to be pretty steep. I don't know if you're going to be able to get – if you're able to get another first, if it's going to be protected. Um, like, if you're able to get a future first or, you know, like maybe another late-round pick, depending on, you know, who's got what there. Um, but I, I think the, prob- the problem with, you know, we, we think Doncic or Bagley are the guys that the Grizzlies would like. And if those guys are off the board, A – you're not picking one of those guys that you really like, and be the, you know, kind of the expected value. Unless somebody else is really in love with one of those other three guys, the value that you're going to get for the fourth pick kind of drops off a cliff there. And so I think that that's the biggest concern. Um, Joe, kind of in ter- in terms of what you think there, are are you okay with taking Jackson, or 
if those two guys are both off the board, would you rather just move back at that point, regardless of, you know, what you get? Do you think you'd be happy enough with moving back a few spots um, to, to get value, or are you okay with Jackson at four? I think that the, there's one of two ways it could go down. You could take Jaron Jackson Jr. because he's the best prospect on the board and you field calls from people about trade to try to get access to Jaron Jackson Jr. Because people might be calling your bluff saying, oh, they're not going to take him anyway. He's not going to help them win right now. They're saying they want to win. If you take him, then that puts you in a place where you have access to that talent. You have access to that asset. You can move it into other spots down the road. I think that's one route they could take. I could see them taking him. And, and while I would be initially disappointed, again, you got to remember we're living in a scenario with this that Doncic and Bagley are both off the board. If Jaron Jackson's the next best dude and he has a healthy back, unlike Michael Porter Jr., I'm okay with it. The second direction I could see them go in is taking advantage of somebody that is in a true rebuild like the Chicago Bulls or someone along those lines or say if Cleveland really likes Michael Porter Jr. for whatever reason and they want to move up to four from eight, and you just flop four and eight, and then maybe Memphis can get a Kevin Love, Chandler Parsons kind of thing. You know, there's a lot of ways that it can go. I think that there's value in that, or you just trade straight back for picks with Chicago. Like I said, seven and 22 has been floated a lot. You're probably getting Wendell Carter Jr. at seven. And then at 22, you know, there's a lot of potential value there. Lots of wings will probably be available, you know, Lots of talent in terms of defensive ability plus the capability of shooting the three ball. That's what Memphis needs. So I'm okay with the concept of moving back in that particular spot. But I also would be okay with Jaron Jackson Jr. I think it kind of gives you some some fluidity in terms of what would be an acceptable decision. But at the same time, to me, if you're drafting Jaron Jackson Jr., Greg, you're, you're looking at the future. You're not looking at the here and now, and that's not what we've been told. That's not what the value has been this entire time. And I know we've got to get you out of here on this one. We've got you over a little bit. So we'll get you out of there on that, Greg. What's your take on that question between the two options? I, I'm glad you mentioned the Chicago thing because that's the first thing that comes to my mind instantly is, Two, two pretty decent picks in the first round. And like you said, there's going to be a lot of really, really good guys still on the board at 22 even. So that would be a really good way for the Grizzlies to maximize that pick. I mean, there's some of the ones that have been out there, like the, the Clippers one with 12 and 13 plus like Patrick Beverly and Tobias Harris. If you threw Parsons in with the four, I mean, I could see that, that, I mean, because there's still going to be some good guys there at 12 and 13, but I'd like to think that if you're going to move out of that four, you're going to want to stick somewhere in that top 10, like the seven with the Bulls or eight with Cleveland. Or it, we, we criticize Chris Wallace a lot, but I, I, I don't think he would want to just jump completely out of the lottery or to, to the back end of the lottery if he's going to move out of that pick. And I mean, with, with Chicago, you wouldn't, you really wouldn't have to package Chandler Parsons in with that deal. I mean, it would, I don't think Chicago would really want Parsons anyway. He wouldn't really fit too well into what they're doing there. But I, if, if it was me that I'd be okay with Jackson, like you guys both said it, it's not the ideal situation for sure, but I'd be okay with Jackson at four, even if they went with, Oh gosh, even if, I hesitate a little bit to say like a Mo Bamba, just because of his sheer athleticism. I mean, if, if you if you can't get Bagley, can't get Doncic, 
Jackson would be a, a, a decent consolation prize, but if 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 you've got somebody calling you and wanting to move into that, I wouldn't be opposed to to backing up a little bit. If 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 it's going to make the team better in the long run, even though they want to win this year, you've still got to look ahead to the fact that after this coming season, most of these guys on your roster are off your books after that. So you've got to have a little bit of a plan towards the future because you're not going to be bringing back all of these guys that are on these rookie deals that are all expiring over the next, before the next off season. So you still got to have a little bit of a lean to the future and still try to win some this year. And I think getting a couple picks in the first round could do that for you. So like, like in the Chicago situation, seven and 22, that could give you a pretty good chance to still be a decent team this season. Absolutely. I think you're exactly right. And that, that's one of the things that makes that whole situation fascinating. Again, Greg, I know we held you over. Thank you so much, buddy. I'll make it up to you at Rec Room on Thursday night. <laughs> it's all good, guys. Have a good night. We'll, we'll see you on Thursday. There you go. There he goes, Greg Ratliff. He's going to be one of the co-hosts of our awesome, awesome podcast. I'll be streaming live on Facebook from FedEx Forum on Thursday night with Mark King. I'm about to bring back in here. Uh, as we said, Peter Edmiston, Greg Gaston of Sports 56, Jeff Calkins of ESPN. I'll be there. Grind City Media folks will be on it. It's going to be our most loaded podcast ever. And Greg and Mark are going to be tremendous. I'm excited to watch them work. Uh, excited that I don't have to do a majority of the work. I will be honest about that. But I know Mark and Greg are going to do a terrific job. And uh, we're hyping up their podcast and our draft party plans throughout this episode of GBB Live. Mark, I'll get back to you here the, the concept for this team of future versus past, future versus present, uh, one of our writers, Nathan Chester, wrote about how the Grizzlies, or I believe it was Nathan, I could be wrong, uh, a writer, as I confirm it was Nathan, uh, wrote about the idea of moving on from grit and grind. Uh, no, it was Brandon Abraham. Dang it. See, when you get, you get topsy-turvy. <laughs> Sorry about that, Brandon. It was Brandon Abraham who wrote about it being time to move on from grit and grind. The, the draft hat for the Grizzlies still says grit and grind. And it just kind of feels like you're holding on to an ex-girlfriend. Like you're lo- like the, uh, the meme of Wolverine looking longingly at the picture, right? And you put whatever topic or person or thing you, you want in the picture frame as uh, Wolverine misses, uh, I believe it was Jean gray in the actual cartoon. But anyway, the, the, the concept of grit and grind, it doesn't really fit. The, the roster anymore Tony and Zach were very much that idea they personified it they're gone they're not coming back and I think it kind of cheapens that time period to keep moving forward it's a great marketing strategy I mean don't get me wrong I understand why they keep trying to make it a thing but it, it, it's just not there and I think that if you try to hold on to something like that if you don't try to advance it if you don't try to move into the next thing you're going to continue to repeat the same mistakes that you've done for years you look at the Grizzlies draft history, I think that's what has a lot of people scared more than anything. Balancing that present versus future idea, that's really important for this roster. They're really at a crossroads in terms of things being overturned here these next couple of years, and that can shift what they decide to do it for if guys like Doncic and Bagley are off the board, Mark. Yeah, I mean, this this good franchise is no how to win now, but always keep one eye on the future. They always make roster moves and or draft picks that can always seem, somehow 
healthy. Look at the final. Jordan Bell's playing minutes in the finals, and good minutes, might I add. Um, you know, the people like the Spurs. I mean, these franchises always know how to keep one eye to the future, and the Grizzlies have not done a good job of that. It, it, there is no well or other way to say it, really. They, they've done a terrible job. Um, and, and to be quite honest, if, if they miss on this draft pick, it, it, will, be, uh, it will be bad. Uh, because Mike and Mark are older. They, they, they should be looking to move off of Mark pretty soon because his value is diminishing quickly. At this point, you know, Mark's value almost uh, – he, he means more to the franchise than, to, if, than some trades you could get for him just because of uh, ticket sales and what he means to fans. Um, but on the flip side of that, I mean, they're, they're, they're not really set up for the future. I mean, you got to look at the young guys on the roster. I mean, and when Mark, if Mark and Mike weren't on the roster, well, who was just gonna, who's going to lead that charge? Uh, Jarrell Martin, uh, Wayne Selden, Ivan Rabb, and any of these guys. I mean, no one, no, not one of these guys is going to lead the charge on that. So, um, you know, unfortunately for the Grizzlies, uh, the draft picks that they have done over the past decade or lack thereof, might I add, is going to bite them sooner rather than later. Once Mike and Mark go, um, if, if they don't have someone from this draft pick, if, if, if that draft pick doesn't pan out, they are really, really going to be um, hitting a wall, and hit a wall very quickly. Um, so it's important for this draft pick. It's, it's one of the most important drafts they've had in a very, very long time, just because, A, because of their lack of uh, draft uh, ability to draft well, um, and B, you know, it, it, if they miss on this again, like I said, there's no one there that's going to be able to take that mantle and be able to be that franchise player. Um, and if they do, and if they do hit on a player like uh, a Luka Doncic and who is a superstar, or Marvin Bagley who is a superstar, you know, other players in the league that might help. That's going to give, go a long way to help you in, the, in free agency because other players in the league might want to come play with that young star that you have that get, to get you over the hump. So. You know, it means a lot in terms of just what it long-term future for the franchise, uh, free agency. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of things that hinge on this draft pick, and so uh, you really, you know, you really kind of have to knock it out of the park. And I think it's a it's probably one of the most important drafts they've, they've had in a in a very long time, um, just because of what they haven't been able to do uh, in free agency uh, via trades and or drafts um, over the past seven, eight, nine years. So. It, We'll see. I mean, I'm not a fan of, of trading the pick unless, um, you know, unless they're just if, – if Luka Doncic and Marvin Bagley and Aiton and Jaron Jackson are gone, I would I would look at trading them. I would, I would say, you know what, let's trade that pick. But the reality is there's four players in the fourth pick, and not on any of them are, none of them are going to be gone. So um, trading the pick is, 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 a, is, a, is, a, is a like, like Brandon said, it's a – it's a finicky thing because you don't really know what's out there. I mean, it's I, we can't really say you should trade it because we don't have any idea what the offers are there. I mean, we can say, oh, yes, we could do this deal or do that deal, but those offers are usually never really there and never materialized. So we just we just don't really know. But like I said, it is a very important draft pick. One of the most one of the most important draft picks they have in in, in probably a decade. And that leads us right into how we'll close out the podcast this week. The GBB Live question of the day. Vote in the poll and be on the show tonight. Thanks to the nearly 300 folks who voted. Much appreciated. The question this week, guys, excuse me, what word best describes how you feel about the 2018 NBA draft on Thursday? Are you excited, terrified, nervous, or confident? 
So I tried to go with two good things and two bad things. Excited and confident being the two good things. And then, of course, terrified and nervous being, excuse me, again, not being uh, as as positive. Um, excited got 23% of the vote. Terrified got 25% of the vote. Nervous got 48% of the vote was the runaway winner. And then 4% were confident. Literally 4% of those who participated are confident in this front office. And I think this is one of the most fitting and real GB Live question of the day polls we've had. Because I think that you can see history matters. All right. Obviously, we live in a time period where maybe, and I try to not be political on the blog and, and podcast, but you can argue we live in a time where they're trying to make history not matter. History matters. And you look at the history of this Memphis Grizzlies organization with Chris Wallace at the helm, their draft history is putrid. It is god awful. It is terrible. And there is reason to be optimistic. You have Chris Macris, who has a larger role in that front office now. You have uh, a new head coach and J.B. Bickerstaff that people are optimistic about. I don't, I'm not as optimistic, but I think that there are a lot of people that are. There's a lot of smart people who say that somebody like a Jaron Jackson Jr., if he is the consolation prize, he might wind up being the very best player from this draft when all is said and done. I think there's reason to be fairly, not confident, but I voted excited. I'm excited to see what direction they're going to go in. It's my first time as a Grizzlies fan seeing them in this position. Obviously, I jumped on uh, at the very beginnings of Grit and Grind. I've told that story before the spring of 2011 when we first moved to Memphis. Um, that's when I got on board. So I don't know the Grizzlies in the way that a lot of the folks listening to this podcast who, who go to grizzlybearblues.com and read our stuff, they're people that have been there from the pyramid days. And I know you guys uh, in varying degrees are similar in that way. So you remember <laughs> this team being not so good. And you know the Hashim Thabit stories and the Drew Gooden stories and, and all these failed places where the team, whether it was Chris Wallace at the helm or not, has not made the best decision when it comes to their drafts and whether it's a lottery pick or later in the first round. But because of the depth in that top five, to me, that's what makes the quote unquote tank worth it. If Jaron Jackson Jr. is the worst you can possibly do, I think that that's a, a decent outcome. It's not the best outcome. It's not the, the home run that Doncic would be or the triple, in my opinion, that Bagley would be. But it's a solid double, and that's something that, considering where Memphis is in terms of their history as a team drafting, they need a double. They need a player who can be good, hopefully in the next year or two, very good as the transition from Mark and Mike go. I'm excited. How do you feel, Mark? We'll get you out of here on that. I think that I voted, um, I voted nervous just because, um, like you said, we always look at history as, as a way to tell kind of what's going to happen in the future. So, um, like I said earlier, I would like for Aiton and Bagley and Jaron Jackson to be gone off the board one, two, three. So there's no real, there's no real thought behind it. You just take Luka Doncic. You know what I mean? There's no real any. There's no real way you could mess that up. Um, I guess you could. I guess you could take Porter. Um, and if that happens. I don't know what I'll do. Um, it'll, it, I, I don't know what will happen. But I think for them, I, I, it, it makes me nervous about what they're going to do. Uh, just because you, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, they've, they've had a history of, of uh, making weird moves and, and uh, weird free agency signings. Look at Ben McLemore for the latest example of that. Something that 
uh, most people, most people who write about the Grizzlies or talk about the Grizzlies didn't really find, found it odd, uh, found it uh, very strange um, when there were other players uh, that you could have for the same money. So, you know, it, it, I'm still nervous about it. I, I think it will be, um, I think I will be nervous up until they make that pick. Just, you just, I just, you never really know what the Grizzlies are going to do because you, you, I don't, they don't have a clear direction of what they want to do with this franchise. They don't, they've never had one clear voice. They've never had one clear direction of what they're trying to do. Um, it was a grit and grind. Now we don't really know what they're trying to do, what the offense is. They changed, how they changed coaches. Uh, God knows how many times the past four years. So, I mean, there's no real clear plan. And so that's why it makes me nervous because you just never know what they're going to do. You never know what they're going to do. That's a great way to go out. Mark, I'm excited to see you on Thursday, my friend. Break a leg with the podcast. I know you're going to do a terrific job. Yeah, man. It's good to see you, too. All right. There he goes. Mark King, great writer for grizzlybearblues.com, great game day editor. He went to the workout this uh, the past few workouts. He's been to several of those, uh, and we're, we're happy to have him on staff, of course, and again, he and Greg Ratliff will be hosting a podcast from FedEx Forum during the Memphis Grizzlies draft party. Very exciting stuff. Uh, make sure you're listening to that. Greg Gaston, Peter Edmiston, Jeff Calkins, myself, Grind City Media guest. It's going to be our biggest podcast ever. They're going to do a great job with it. Brandon, I hate to do this to you, but you got about 90 seconds. How are you feeling heading into the draft on Thursday night? I'm nervous, and it's mainly because I don't know who – the Kings and the Hawks are going to take, and I want Doncic to fall. That's a great way to summarize it. I'm with you, too. I want Doncic pretty bad. I will say it's not worth mortgaging the future again to trade up to get him. I want him to fall. And if Jaron Jackson is that double, as I put in, uh, in baseball terms, then that will be fine. Uh, but I, I, Doncic being there would be a home run, and I would be pretty celebra- celebratory in Memphis. Um, thanks to Brandon, my tremendous co-host. Thanks to those who kind of stuck with us through our early technical difficulties. Again, if you have no idea what we're talking about, then don't worry about it. But I know we have a few folks who listen live to the podcast every time we record. Thanks to you uh, for doing so. If you're just catching us on Apple, uh, iTunes, or Blog Talk Radio subscription, whatever it is, ignore what I just said. Um, please make sure you're going to the FedEx Forum 5:30 on Thursday. It's going to be a tremendous event. We're going to have giveaways. Uh, various gear items. Uh, we talked about the podcast. And then after the Grizzlies draft party is the after party at Memphis Rec Room. Make sure you're checking us out there. I Love Memphis will be there. We'll be there. Muddy's Cupcakes to the first 100 folks who show up. Drink specials. Prize wheel. We have a ton of great stuff planned. I'm so excited to be back in Memphis. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Make sure you're joining us there. And hopefully we're celebrating a celebratory draft for the Grizzlies, not just at pick number four, but pick 32. They have a real chance to help start the process of what the next 10 years of the Memphis Grizzlies are going to look like. And I think that's what makes you the most excited and the most nervous at the same time. For Brandon Connor, I am Joe Molinax. Thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. We'll see you next week. Grind forth, Grizz Nation. This is Grizzly Bear Blues Live. Skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! 
Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.